see you all today. I wonder if, uh, I'm going to do something slightly different. I wonder, Dom and Elisa, if you could come and join us on the front, please. Is that possible? Bring your stuff. See, I'm, I'm getting into the, the kind of theme of doing wedding sermons this year. I've got a couple to do, thankfully, and I'm delighted to be able to do this. And this is a little bit like a wedding sermon. Great to have Andy and Holly back with us after yours just a few weeks ago. Welcome back. It's worth a round of applause. And so I want to talk a little bit about you guys today, or to you guys today. Um, but this is a, a message that's relevant to all of us, uh, I believe. Um, but just as I was thinking about what I could share today, I have had these guys uppermost in my mind. And I want to encourage you and inspire you. Um, and one thing kept coming to mind, and it's one of these, which is a compass. And uh, I don't know if you have a compass, but I'm going to give you this compass. This is my compass. Um, so you can navigate your way around America and find where you're going. And, and so this is, this is what I kept coming back to, uh, this in mind. And I want to talk today a little bit about setting your course, setting your course on Jesus, uh, particularly. And I've got three verses from Proverbs and a couple of extras thrown in there as well. But the first one is this, and it's around this point. The first point is you didn't plan this. And this is the verse. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Proverbs 16, verse 9. You might remember that in different wording, but that's what the uh, NIV says. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. And this verse sets out a contrast between our planning and what, the place we end up in. Where sometimes It's just showing that sometimes we set out on a particular course and we end up somewhere else. Because God has determined our steps. God has got us to a certain point, and, and we didn't plan to go there, but somehow we end up scratching our head going, how did I end up here? And God has determined our steps. God has been establishing our steps sometimes and they've diverged from our path. Sometimes they've matched them. But there's been things in all of our lives which have come into our circumstances that we couldn't foresee or we didn't foresee. Things we didn't plan for. Things we didn't imagine. All of us have people in our lives today that we didn't imagine would be part of our lives today. If you go back 10 years, there are people you're amongst. There are people you know, people you care about, who you didn't imagine 10 years ago. And that's a good thing, as God has brought those people into your life. Our lives have been enriched by some of the steps God has, take, God has made us go on. Our lives have been expanded by the relationships that God has brought our way, and we're thankful for those things. There is blessing in our lives today that we wouldn't have dreamt of a few years ago. Why? Because God has ordered our steps. He's established our steps. He's taken us on certain paths that we hadn't quite imagined. There's another passage in Proverbs, which, or sorry, in Psalms, which says this, this is Psalm 23. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. just want to have a look at those verses in order. You prepare a table before me. just want to encourage you, if you're going somewhere you haven't yet been, God's already ahead of you. Did you hear that? If you're going somewhere you haven't already been, God is already ahead of you. He's already there. 
the circumstances that you're worried about tomorrow, God's already there. When Mark was sharing earlier and he was encouraging us to kind of not worry about the clutter and stuff that comes in, so much of that is things that we can't control. When we kind of sit down for a quiet moment, it's things that you remember that you should have been doing, things that you're worrying about that you can't control, and, and, and all that clouds into our mind. But I want to just tell you, wherever you're going, God's already there. Secondly, we see in this passage that right now, not, not in our future, but right now, you anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Right now, God wants to and is pouring out his presence into your life. He's available to us today. He wants a present encounter with you, a tangible moment with you now, not just in your future, not just in some moment of spiritual enlightenment, but right now, God wants to meet with you and overflow your cup. And finally, we see in this, that goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. Isn't that lovely? He's coming after you with blessing and provision. Wherever you go, God's ahead of you, he's with you, and he's coming behind you, encompassing you, surrounding you. And the truth is that many of us wouldn't have orchestrated the things in our lives the way they've ended up, but God has been directed us. And there's plenty of people in the Bible who have the same kind of story. Joseph in the Old Testament had a dream or a couple of dreams, but wouldn't have planned out the course of his life the way it ended up. He thought he was going to go from dream to fulfillment. And he had a, God had a bit of a detour for him to go on. But all of those detours, all of those steps that God was allowing to come into Joseph's life were actually forming him and allowing him to be ready for the fulfillment of the dream that he'd had years before. God had ordered his steps. There's plenty of others. Esther thought she'd entered a beauty contest. Thought she was being prepared to get married to a king. It's a lady, a young girl in the Old Testament who kind of grows up and gets prepared for a wedding to a king and she's part of his his crowd of wives, effectively. But her destiny was to save a nation and her preparation was leading her to a point where she was going to make a difference in people's lives. And she couldn't have planned that. She hadn't anticipated it. She thought she was doing one thing, but God had brought something else. But all of that was for other people's blessing. And I've asked Dom and Lisa to come to the front because these guys' story is quite amazing. If you haven't heard their story, their kind of backstory of how they came to Christ and how they met up together, it's just amazing. It probably shouldn't have happened. If you listen to Elisa talking about her missionary call, it's, it's quite down to earth. Is that right? Is that fair? I think Elisa initially thought that the Philippines was somewhere else. And she's kind of ended up in the Philippines on mission, not quite sure what she was getting herself into. And she certainly hadn't planned to be sitting here today, sat next to this guy. And he had not planned to be sitting here today in Tunbridge Wells next to Elisa. And it's amazing what God does. As they set out their course and Elisa had a plan and a a kind of a pattern in mind of what missionary service would look like and it didn't look like this. But God's ordered their steps. And he does the same for you. And he does the same for me. And they hadn't planned to be here in the UK. But they have been for years. And we thank God for them being in the UK for years. Don't we? You know, just how God orders your steps when you don't plan things that way. I want to encourage you today, if you're not sure 
how you're going to get to the destination you have in mind, I've got a couple of steps that are going to help you. Because maybe God has some step stuff for you to do on the way. That maybe you've got a plan, but God's got some other ideas, but it's going to be for your blessing and for other people's blessing. Now, the saddest part of today for me is that we can't go with these guys. Because we'd love to. Not to get away from here, but to just see them, get them settled in, make sure they're okay. We can't do that. But you know what? God's gone ahead of you. And he's blessing you and he's following behind. And we know that you're okay because he's watching over you. And that's exciting. Second point and second verse is to lean on God. If God's been bringing blessing into your life that you hadn't expected... Sometimes that takes a bit of adapting to, and my encouragement to us today is to lean on God in those times. The passage in Proverbs, which is very famous, says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. Trust in the Lord with a bit of your heart. The bit you've got left over after worrying about everything else. That's not what it says, is it? It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. The whole thing, the whole package, all of it. Trust in God with everything you've got and don't lean on your own understanding. Wholehearted trust. Now, interestingly, the word trust there in the Hebrew, this was written in Hebrew, the word trust implies within it lean. So really, the person writing the Proverbs, Solomon, is saying don't don't lean on yourself, lean on God. I was saying, or lean on God, don't lean on yourself. It's the same sort of meaning that's connected up there. To lean on something for support to rely on it, to depend on it. And that makes a huge amount of sense. You see, most of us consider ourselves to be reasonably intelligent beings. If you don't feel like that, you can always find something to encourage you. You can go to the garden and find a slug, and you can go, today I feel quite intelligent. (laughs) It's all a matter of comparison. I wasn't feeling particularly bright having watched some folk on the telly, but now I'm feeling better about myself. But you know, even on your best day, when you think you've just got it happening, you know? You made a plan, you delivered the plan, it's all cooking well, it's feeling good, everything's working brilliantly. There's somebody who is so much more reliable than you are and whose plans work out so much better, and who actually knows what's going on. Because the truth is this, that even on our best day, we haven't got a clue. We've got maybe a clue. But there's so many perspectives that we need to take on board, and it's difficult to to compute all of that, but God knows what's happening. He's the one that we can lean on. Our understanding is so limited compared to his great understanding. But you know what I've found, and I want to encourage you both with this, that it's so easy for us to trust God for a time and then fall back on trusting ourselves again. Kind of, God, I'm going to lean on you. And we start off that way until something happens. And then it's like, oh, well, I better sort this out myself then if God's not going to do it for me. And actually, I want to encourage you both to keep leaning on God. You're going to lean on each other a bit. You're going to lean on friends and All those sort of things that are great, but lean on him harder than anything else. No matter what's happening, no matter what's coming around you, whether things are different to what you expect or they're the same, lean on him and don't try and take back control yourself again. 
And sometimes we try and make deals with God. We say, okay, God, I've trusted you in something big. Now it's my turn. You're going to do this, 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 and this for me, aren't you? Because I've trusted you. And that's not the point. God isn't encouraging us to play some kind of trust game where, where we trust him a bit and, he go, you know, and then he, we can demand whatever we want of him. Actually, he's drawing us into a relationship of complete dependence on him. Uh, and in this verse, we see that trust is complete. Trust with your heart in all your ways submits to him. And he will make your paths straight. I just want you to notice how personal this passage is, and it, it applies for each and every one of us. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. It's incredibly personal. This is not just some random person we're talking about. This is us and our hearts and our understanding and our ways and our paths. Thirdly and finally, keep your eyes on the prize. Proverbs 4. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or to the left and keep your foot from evil. We all know that when we're following Jesus, there are distractions all around us. When you're going on a certain route with God, even not, there's distractions all around you, but when you're trying to walk God's ways, there's going to be stuff that's flying at you from all over the place. Temptations to settle for less than Jesus. Temptations to stop. And sometimes we just get tired, you know? And God knows this. He's not taken by surprise. He knows when we're tired and weary. He knows when we're struggling. He knows when we're up, when we're rejoicing. He understands what's going on. But in, whether we're up and rejoicing or down and, and struggling, the challenge is not to look at our circumstances and not to be distracted by those things, but to set our eyes on Jesus, to fix our eyes on him. And I just want to encourage you guys particularly, as you're going, you could look to all sorts of things. The plan, you could look to what's going to happen next, but just set your eyes on the King of Kings. You love him. You're devoted to him, but keep setting your eyes on him. For you particularly, the next step that you're taking is not the end of the journey. And you know that. The next step's not the end. So what you're going to need to do is keep your eyes on him because your call and our call is heavenward. It's heavenward. It's not just for the next project or the next plan or the next location. It's towards Christ. It's to live for him. And we shouldn't settle for anything else. Paul says this. So we fix our eyes Not on what's seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. The next step is not the last step. So that's it. Simple message today. Three passages from Proverbs. A couple of extra bits. God has brought unexpected blessing to your life and to mine and to these guys' lives. Some of our blessing has been because they've been in our lives. But we're blessed in unexpected ways. That's a good thing. We didn't plan this. But God has been ordaining our steps. Secondly, we should lean on him. Why? Because 
It's so much better than leaning on our own understanding. And thirdly, let's keep our eyes on the prize. Let's pray, shall we?